Hey, Leading Learning listener, if you represent a membership organization looking for ways to expand your online course catalog rapidly with high quality content, we have good news. At leadinglearning.com AMA, you can find out how to make online training from the American Management Association available to your learners. Through a partnership between AMA and Tagoras, the parent company of Leading Learning, you can give your learners access to more than 70 e-learning modules covering essential business topics ranging from leading and innovating, to managing projects effectively, to working in hybrid teams. For details on how to grow your catalog with courses from a true global leader in management training, visit leadinglearning.com AMA. If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Welcome, dear listeners, our comrades in learning. You've tuned in to episode 185 of the Leading Learning Podcast, which Jeff and I are devoting to revisiting the learning revolution. And by learning revolution, we mean the concept of there being a learning revolution out there, but also uh, we're referring to a book that I wrote uh, a number of years ago, and it's hard for me to believe it, but it's been six years since I published Leading the Learning Revolution, and I was working on it for, gosh, at least a year before that, uh, before its publication in 2013, so a pretty substantial chunk of time has passed, uh, but but as I you know, was looking back at the book recently, much of what is written there is still relevant. Absolutely, still relevant, and, and maybe even more relevant, uh, at least in the sense that some of your observations might be more easily seen by others. I reread much of Leading the Learning Revolution as part of my prep for this podcast, and I was struck by its ongoing relevance and its continuing evolution. That is to say, I don't think the revolution is over. It's still unfolding. That's definitely true. I think um, you know, revolutions have a way of either fizzling out entirely uh, or becoming the status quo, basically. That's what happens when you have a revolution. You're, you're trying to change things, and eventually you do. Um, this one definitely did not fizzle out, in, in my opinion. Um, but I do think we're still a little short of reaching the status quo. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't think we're at a point at which all of the implications of the revolution have been absorbed and become a part of everyday life. And now, I mean, that may depend a bit on uh, where you're looking from. Um, you know, the, the people have probably heard before this quote from the writer William Gibson, uh, where he says that the future is already here, it's just not evenly distributed. And, um, you know, probably the same thing can be said about the, the learning revolution. So, you know, it's worth revisiting, which we're going to do here, to, to see what really has taken hold. Yeah, and so we've organized our comments into three sections, why, what, and how. So um, this is all about the learning revolution, and, and really the overarching takeaway um, is that the why, what, and how that we're going to get into all still apply. So let's start with why we're experiencing a learning revolution. The why of the revolution hasn't changed fundamentally, um, at least since you sort of outlaid it, it, laid it out in your book, um, Jeff, but it, it definitely has evolved. But the three ideas that underpin the why of the learning revolution are, are simply these. One, we live in a world that is more connected and changes more quickly than ever before. Two, 
that to thrive in this world, we must continually develop new knowledge and skills. And then three, technology has tipped. That is, technology is cheap enough, good enough, and enough people have access to it that it's really become an integral and an effective tool for learning. Yeah, and I mean, I think, you know, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has has felt and, and witnessed all of this uh, themselves. We're not saying anything at this point. You know, it's, as as we alluded to in coming into this, it, it's not new at this point. Um, it was happening back then. Now it has become uh, a fact of life. I think you know, all of us feel the the, the pace of change that uh, that we're having to wrestle with. Um, you know, and and I think uh, one of the things that's different about change now is, uh, I mean, we're talking about knowledge. Uh, basically, we're talking about information flowing just so rapidly, and you know, information is so fluid, knowledge is so fluid, it can change so quickly. So, I mean, uh, certainly there's been change in, in the past, and I'm sure anybody who was there when, you know, the, uh, the the printing press came along or when the automobile came along, that obviously that was big change, but you know, not as fluid, not moving as fast as, as the, the type of change we're seeing right now. And uh, you know, we're all feeling that we have to keep up with this. We all know the technology is everywhere where it's ubiquitous. We feel it in our own lives. And, and now we're having to, to translate that um, into how we're serving our learners. And uh, the imperative to do that, I think it's just gotten stronger and stronger over the course of the past several years. And, um, you know, and I think that's why uh, it, it ties directly into really the mission and vision level of any learning business. I mean, really, the, the mission, the vision uh, of learning businesses is to serve the needs represented by the shifts that uh, we're talking about, the shifts that are described in those three ideas that you mentioned, Salisa. And you need to you know, serve the needs represented by that shift. And then as a learning business, you want to capitalize on that opportunity. So you know, these underlying ideas haven't changed, but certainly the urgency has increased uh, as the landscape has just grown more crowded. Um, we have you know more and more people involved in the, the learning business, uh, mostly because of what technology ha- has enabled. Um, it's gotten much more competitive, and we've talked about competition you know many times on this show and in many things that we do. Um, and you know that that perceived need and demand for lifelong learning has really. Escalated. I mean, we've we've done episodes on this too, where you know lifelong learning is now seen as an economic imperative. You open up the newspaper on any given day, and you'll see the phrase "lifelong learning." That didn't. That just didn't used to be the case uh, ten years ago, uh, or even five years ago. And now it's it's a daily thing that people are talking about lifelong learning and its role in their lives, in the economy, and of course, if you're in the learning business, uh, the opportunity that that represents for you. And to help you capitalize on the tremendous opportunity for lifelong learning and help you execute in a world that is more connected, where new knowledge and skills are imperative and technology is an integral part of learning, you're going to need good partners. And we encourage you to check out our sponsor. Yes, definitely. Check out WBT Systems. WBT Systems develops the industry-leading top-class LMS, which delivers transformative professional development experiences for education and certification programs. With a single point of support from in-house integration experts, top-class LMS easily integrates with a wide range of systems to provide efficient administration and a unified learning experience. WBT supports organizations in using learning technology to help drive growth in membership, increase revenues, and enhance the learning experience. WBT believes in truly understanding your challenges and partnering with you to ensure the success of your education programs. 
Find out more at leadinglearning.com slash WBT. So let's move on from the why that we covered there at the outset and get to what. And the what of the revolution hasn't fundamentally changed either. And in talking about the what, what we really mean is how it relates to learning businesses, because that's who's listening to the Leading Learning Podcast, and learning businesses um, are the intended audience for Leading the Learning Revolution book. And so this what is about what a learning business needs to do to thrive in this new learning landscape. Yeah, and uh, you know because of the, the growing competition that I just mentioned a bit ago, and it's competition not just for, for dollars, but also, um, and maybe even more importantly, for attention. Um, so you know because of that and because of the growing need to provide learning experiences that learners and usually their employers can see actually have an impact you know, it's just become more important than it was, you know, even when I wrote Leading the Learning Revolution, to think and act like a business. And that means most fundamentally, to be strategic in how you approach your market. And we emphasize that again and again, to to be strategic. And, you know, more than ever, being in the learning business is about understanding your market and carving out a distinctive position. It's about building an audience and building relationships It's about providing impactful learning experiences and measuring the results. It's about recognizing the relationship between education and marketing. And it's about thinking and acting like an organization that leads learning, which, of course, is what we're all about here. That's right. So you just mentioned five areas. So let's kind of unpack each of those a little bit more. And the first one you mentioned, really understanding your market and carving out as distinctive a position as possible, I mean, that really is a strategy issue, a meaningful strategy, and and even maybe more importantly, a successful strategy it really has to be grounded in a solid understanding of your market and then of your learning business's distinctive position within that market. So how do you stand out from the competitors, those other sources that your learners might turn to for support? And, you know, strategy for your learning business is something we've definitely talked about uh, before uh, on the podcast. Um, We've talked about in in sessions at uh, LTD and and other events that we delivered. And, you know, so if you aren't clear on your strategy or aren't clear your strategy is working, we definitely encourage you to take time to revisit your market and your position in it. And we'll link in the show notes, um, uh, which you can get by going to leadinglearning.com slash episode 185. We're going to link there to a past episode on developing a strategy for your learning business, um, including the three core elements of strategy. And that episode uh, also links to other resources on strategy. So, you know, if if you want to get a better grip around this first one about having that distinctive position in your market, really, you know, standing out strategically, operating strategically as a business, um, we encourage you to to, to visit uh, the show notes and, and link to that strategy episode. So the second of the five areas that you mentioned, Jeff, um, as part of this what of the learning revolution is about building an audience and building relationships with those individuals that are part of your audience. And, and we believe really strongly, and I've talked about before, that learning is a process, that learning is not a one-off event. And that means then that learning is inherently relational, um, that there's a relationship there, and it's not just 
transactional, something that you might kind of exchange uh, uh, money with someone wants to get them to a class. That's not what most learning businesses are after. Yeah, I mean, we take that term, uh, every learning business should take that term lifelong uh, very, very seriously. I mean, lifelong learning means that there's even more potential for long-term relationship with our learners. We're going to sh- we're gonna serve them across their career, across their lives. And, um, and we actually have a, a learning business life cycle um, that uh, we first shared as part of our Learning Technology Design uh, Virtual Conference LTD this year. And we'll put a link to, um, to the graphic that goes with that in the show notes. Again, you can get those at leadinglearning.com slash episode 185. But you know, basically, it's a simple circle divided into four parts, um, with each part leading into the next. So it's cyclical in nature. No start, uh, no end. You keep going with your learners. And so the four parts are market insight, number one. Number two, design and development. Number three, the learning experience itself. And then uh, part four, measurement and evaluation. And so this uh, graphic represents the ongoing process of learning. And it's not an artificially limited view of learning with kind of a start and an end, but it acknowledges, you know, hey, this is not an event. This is a process. Yeah. And in each of the four parts, you're interacting with your audience, you're having conversations, and you're, con- you're really cultivating those relationships that are central if your learning business is going to be a long-term success. So, you know, treat learning as a process, keep following the life cycle around and around the circle, shape your business to that life cycle and your understanding of it as a way of interacting with your prospective learners and your learners who then become your prospective learners again and the cycle continues. So the third part of the what of the learning revolution um, that we mentioned was ensuring that the learning experiences you provide are as impactful as possible and related to that, that you can measure and show those results. And we devoted a past episode uh, to impact, basically, uh, that this theme of impact, which is so important. And we'll link to that in the, the show notes. Um, so for this episode, we'll simply emphasize that learning businesses need to make sure the experiences they offer are actually moving the needle, actually doing something for the learners they're serving and for the organizations and communities and societies that those learners uh, are a part of. Your offerings need to move beyond simply informing learners. You need to actually get them to, to change behavior, to improve performance. And ideally, you know, the, the, the best stuff, you're going to move uh, not only beyond and form, but also past perform and ultimately get to transform, uh, you know, offering transformational learning experiences will stand you out from the competitors. And you're, you're definitely getting into revolutionary territory there if you're, if you're able to do that. And so then the fourth area of the what is recognizing the importance of relations, of the relationship between education and marketing and education and marketing we believe are are really two sides of the learning experience coin. Yeah, and the, the learning business life cycle that we just talked about a little bit, and that again you can get you can get the graphic of it in um, the show notes. But it's the you know, market insight, design and development, learning experience, and then measurement and evaluation. Um, you know that really shows this relationship. So you know market insight is where you want to start as you design and develop learning experiences, and it's also what you want to get from offering learning experiences. Yeah, and so the the best education we believe is is usually also marketing. I mean, that is, it's designed and built from 
the beginning with that target market in mind, with that understanding of your target marketing uh, of your target market. And then also the best marketing is often educational. And here, just you know, think about uh, content marketing and and really the move towards offering prospects something of value before you ever ask or expect them to pay a penny. And so that brings us to the fifth and final point in this uh, what uh, section. Um, we've covered why, now we're covering what of the, the learning revolution. Um, and this fifth and final point is thinking and acting like an organization that leads learning. And again, this is something that uh, we've talked about before. It is obviously the theme of, uh, of this entire uh, show. Um, so we'll make sure to include a link to a past episode in the show notes. Um, again, you can get those at uh, uh, leadinglearning.com slash episode 185. But the main point here is to be bold in pursuing your mission and vision. Learning businesses usually aren't only after the financial bottom line. They also need and want to change behavior and positively impact the field or industry or profession they serve. And you know, as we wrap up this what section, I think it's worth noting that we have the learning business maturity model that encapsulates and kind of maps out these five points in a more structured approach. Um, and it identifies domains in which learning businesses need to be proficient. And, and the more a learning business can master those domains, then the more mature and the more successful it will be. So we'll also include in the show notes um, a link to some past episodes on the maturity model. Again, leadinglearning.com slash episode 185. And this would be an excellent time to mention that if you're looking for a partner to help you become a more mature learning business, we suggest you check out our sponsor for this quarter. Community Brands provides a suite of cloud-based software for organizations to engage and grow relationships with the individuals they serve, including association management software, learning management software, job board software, and event management software. Community Brands' award-winning Crowd Wisdom Learning Platform is among the world's best LMSs for corporate extended enterprise and is a leading LMS for association-driven professional education programs. Award-winning Freestone, Community Brands' live event learning platform, is a leading platform for live learning event capture, webinars, webcasts, and on-demand streaming. Find out more at leadinglearning.com slash communitybrands. So we've talked about the why and the what of the learning revolution, which brings us to the how. And some of the bigger picture how of the revolution um, really hasn't changed much. Uh, you know, online, for example, continues to grow and seems likely to surpass face-to-face -face as the default delivery method for lifelong learners. Uh, if it hasn't already, maybe it already has. I haven't checked those stats uh, recently. It's got to it's got to be neck and neck if it hasn't. But online is basically a, a fact of life uh, at this point. And uh, that was the case. And it's even more the case now. Yeah. And we've seen continued growth in things like uh, virtual events um, and the use of, of learning communities, uh, online um, discussion boards and, and things like that. Even massive open online courses weren't, which really weren't nearly the force that um, they were at the time that you wrote leading the learning revolution, um, they still have a, quite a bit of traction. I mean, Coursera, for example, just recently raised another $103 million. Um, but we've seen plenty come along that is either entirely new or very different or 
greatly improved over where we were when you first published the book, Jeff. Yeah, and, and just to, to highlight a few, there are very, very many, but, um, you know, we've seen very serious advances in uh, artificial intelligence and um, uh, different forms of, you know, virtual reality, augmented reality, what gets classified under, I think, extended reality or XR uh, at this point. Um, those technologies are just becoming so much better. I mean, we, and we've had episodes uh, on, on AI, for instance, uh, making the point that it's really embedded into our lives in ways that we just don't even notice. Um, it's going to change what we're able to do in terms of learning and, and or delivering and supporting learning experiences. It's also changing that why that, that we were talking about in the first place, because uh, AI is changing, you know, what and how we need to learn and how rapidly we need to, to do it to, you know, stay caught up in a, um, in a machine-driven uh, world this point, or at least a world in which we kind of have to collaborate with machines at this point. So, you know, advances in those kinds of technologies. Uh, one thing that's uh, that's changed in the the how, what's possibility, what's possible in terms of uh, delivering and supporting learning. The micro learning boom um, has come along. I think that was j just starting to spark um, at, at the time that I was writing the, the book. That's now really becoming uh, mainstream. It's sort of the trend that won't go away. You keep hearing the, the drum beating about micro learning. We've seen things like you know continuing changes to um, the the Google al algorithms and search engine optimization, which you know if you're out there you know selling on the web, trying to get found, trying to get people into you know the 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 knowledge you offer and the courses that you offer, um, it's. Uh, it's hard to keep up with, um, but it, it keeps getting better and better. And in some ways, really, Google is your catalog um, at this point. You need to be, you know, tuned into to how you're going to show up there. Um, that is how learners are by default searching for the knowledge and information that they need on their way, hopefully, to to finding you. Um, we've seen changes in, in social networks. Uh, I write a lot about you know using different types of uh, social tools um, to support and augment. Um, learning and the learning revolution. Um, you know, some of those networks have, have changed at this point. They're not what they were. Um, Instagram was barely heard of at the point that I was, you know, writing the book. Now it's sort of the hottest uh, social network out there. Google Plus has gone away. I think I do write about Google Plus a little bit in the book. It's, it's gone now. Um, uh, I've seen, you know, widespread use of Facebook groups come along to support um, ongoing learning. Uh, edupreneurs, I've seen uh, in particular, or uh, small companies uh, making use of Facebook groups to support, you know, their online courses and things like that. Um, that's become very commonplace. Uh, and then, of course, there's just been a, a, a boom in the platforms um, that are out there now. Um, you know, many more of the sort of lighter weight uh, platforms that are much more geared towards entrepreneurs, um, where you're, you know, you're getting a platform that's really meant for creating and selling courses within that platform, really geared towards marketing, really geared towards e-commerce, very different from, you know, the older, uh, more traditional learning management systems uh, that um, were really more the norm, even at the point that, uh, that I was writing this book, as these new platforms are just uh, beginning to emerge. So in terms of the different technologies, the, the, the tools you can use um, that you can take advantage of either in, you know, reaching your learners, marketing to your learners, but then in delivering the, the learning to your learners, you know, all of that continues uh, to change. So the how is always, I think, the the the, the most malleable um, uh, out of the, the the points that we're talking about. Uh, the why and the what have not changed dramatically. They've, they've kind of intensified, but uh, but you know, it's very exciting the the range of new tools and tactics you can use to deliver and, and support learning at this point. And and so that wraps up our look at the learning revolution. Our revisiting the learning revolution, so the why, the what, and the how. And I'll say if you're interested in these ideas and you haven't read it yet, my 
completely unbiased opinion is that you should check out Jeff's Leading the Learning Revolution. And actually to make it easy, be sure and check out the show notes at leadinglearning.com slash episode 185, because there's a special offer for podcast listeners there, a a way to get a free PDF copy of Leading the Learning Revolution. Though you're welcome, of course, to buy a hard copy on Amazon or the like, if you prefer. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, part of the reason why we're doing the episode is uh, that, you know, the, the book is a, a few years old now, but those core points around the why and the what in it really have not changed. They are still absolutely fundamental to uh, running a successful learning business. Some of the how has changed, as I you know just mentioned. I, I mentioned some things like Google Plus in, in the book, and uh, that's not around uh, anymore. You know, some of the specifics around well, Google in particular, um, and some of the social networks. Um, so some of those more tactical type things have changed a little bit, but the why and the what are still there around the learning revolution in general and around leading the learning revolution, the book. So definitely go grab that PDF copy. If you're interested in that, um, you can get that at the show notes. And when you check out the show notes, you will, of course, as always, see the various options for subscribing to this podcast. And if you're getting value out of what you hear on leading learning, we'd be truly grateful if you would subscribe. It really helps us get some data on the impact that we're having with this particular educational podcast offering. That's right. And we know that impact is one of the important things that a learning business needs to pay attention to. That's right. We'd also be grateful if you would take just a minute and give us a rating and a review. You can do that on iTunes by going to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes, or you can leave us a rating and a review wherever you happen to listen. Jeff and I personally appreciate your ratings and reviews, but really more importantly, those reviews and ratings play a really important role in helping the podcast to show up when people search for content on leading a learning business. And we'd be grateful if you really would take some time to check out our sponsors for this quarter. Those sponsors make it possible for us to continue delivering this show week after week. Uh, They've shown their commitment to learning businesses by doing that. So definitely go find out about what WBT Systems has to offer at leadinglearning.com slash WBT and find out more about community brands at leadinglearning.com slash community brands. Finally, we hope you will tell others about the podcast. You can send a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leading lifelong learning, and you can share us with others on Facebook. However you choose to do it, please do spread the word about leading learning. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.